Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley McRoberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, well, we are going to catch up because Ashley and I, personally, I feel like we haven't seen each other in about a month. So uh, It does feel like years. Uh, also, Ashley watched a whole bunch of reality TV with her grandparents and she's going to tell me all about it. I've watched a little bit on my own, but I mostly watch Oscar contenders. By the way, congratulations to Parasite. Everybody who made that movie, that blew me away that it won last night. No spoilers. No spoilers? What are you talking about? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, oh we're not going to spoil. I'm not going to spoil the movie for you. You can but spoil the Oscars. It was uh, in- insane. Were you guys watching the Oscars last night? I watched the Oscars last night. Why was it so insane? Because Parasite, first of all, it was like, that was a movie that, from what I could tell, had no chance of winning because it was a foreign film. Okay? It was an, or what they're calling now an international film. Oh. And, uh... There were a few kind of boring Oscar Beatty movies in there. Most notably, I would say 1917, which was a war movie, and it was made by Sam Mendes, and it was a true story that uh, Sam Mendes' grandparent grandfather told him. And at the end of the movie, at it, there's a title card that says "Thank you to so and so Mendes for telling me all these stories." And then cinematography wise, it was like they it wasn't one shot, but they made it look like it was one shot throughout the entire movie. So wow. as far as like your film nerds out there, you're basically following one guy who's on a mission to deliver a message through enemy lines and it's constant action the whole time. It's a beautiful looking movie. You saw it. I saw it. You liked it? I liked it. But I did not, it was probably maybe last on the Oscar contenders uh, list of the ones I watched. Because while you were gone, um, by the way, Ashley uh, visited her grandparents uh, in Virginia. I've been gone for a week. For an entire week. And I a had whole week. nothing to do except watch Oscar contenders because Ashley it was gets also, a whole bunch of screeners here. It was also, yeah, I get a bunch of screeners. So Nick was just stacked up Screeners for the week. are, I think we've explained this, but Ashley's in the Writers Guild and uh, they send people who are in Writers Guild uh, and, and act- SAG, and SAG yeah. the Screen Actors Guild. Um, the contenders for Oscars, so we can vote on them. Yeah, I guess there's like the SAG awards. And do you and the know WGA anybody that votes? Awards. Do you know anybody that votes I who vote. gets these things? No, you don't. <laughs> I sometimes no, you vote. just get free movies. <laughs> you can get all these free movies. It's not free movies because I pay union dues. That's true. So. These movies cost a lot, but you get movies that are in the theater. Yes. and you don't have to actually go to the theater and watch them. Yes. So I hadn't. We were like planning on watching all these movies and just never did. And then I all of a sudden realized when you were gone that the Oscars were Sunday, and I'm like, oh shit, I haven't watched any of these movies. It was also the first week you've had off of work. Yes, and I've been for working a, for feels like forever. Yeah, fifteen hour days for the entire month of January. Did not see the sun in January really. Sun yeah. on, on weekends I saw the sun, but then I had to teach children comedy. You know, we mold young minds. Yeah. So anyway, I, I was like, I'm just going to watch these movies while Ashley's gone. And so the movies I watched were Parasite, Joker, Jojo Rabbit, and 1917. And, and I actually what was went your to favorite? The, um, my favorite is Parasite. Well, there you Hands go. It's friggin' down. But the thing was, it's a Korean movie. It's yeah. a South Korean movie. Yeah. Um, and Can't wait to watch it. A, a, an international film has never won Best Picture. That's cool. I uh, didn't know that. Yeah. And so they were like, yeah, okay, everybody loves this movie, but it's not going to win. Also, there was like some controversy about this being a very boring Oscar group. A bunch of white men directors and white men up for this and white men up for that. They kind of took a step back as far as uh, representation goes at the Oscars. Now, the problem is, if only white men made the best pictures this year, I, I, I don't know how you would go around that, but I really don't watch enough movies to know, like, who the direct... I'm not a movie buff. You know me. I know reality TV. Yeah. You know? So, 
the, it just seemed like the dark horse was Parasite, and they kind of threw it in there for some reason. It's such a weird movie to be up for Best Picture, but I did love it quite a bit. Um, so uh, while I'm watching the Oscars, so Best International Film comes up. This used to be Best Foreign Film. They've changed it to Best International Is that film. because foreign has like a negative context I have no, this, no idea. these times? Not no clue. Interesting. It seems like saying an international film uh is classier sounds classier it does sound classier when i was doing when i was hosting the kids show um over the summer when i was doing that that podcast that will i guess never be released i don't know it doesn't seem like i hope to hear it it sounds cool i would like to hear it too i want my little brother to listen to it before he's a teenager he's probably too old now at this point yeah that's lame yeah it's for it's for 10 year olds so we've got three more years that's true but um what was I saying? Oh, yeah. When I was there, we had this whole thing about like space and we had like questions about aliens. And then a producer came over and was like, don't use the word aliens. Only you can only call them extraterrestrials. I get it. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that words are changing or being charged in our yes. vernacular. Foreign makes sense. Foreign yeah. seems like something that you're like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's foreign. It's to foreign. Me. It's, an know, out, um, it's outside. International yes. sounds like yeah. I'm a traveler. Exactly. I, I I eat all sorts of cuisine. I know dances. Right. I can fence. I'm rich. I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. International sounds rich. There you go. So, uh, uh, that that it's the first time they're calling that category international and Parasite wins. And so this guy comes up, the director of Parasite, first of all, speaks little, uh, uh, a little English, uh, has a translator up there. But just the way he's talking and the way the translator, this guy seems so funny and personable yeah. and like down to earth. Yeah. And like he's kind of like his hair is kind of a little crazy. Oh, and, my you God. Know. I love so much when someone's personality is communicated even without language. He is. When you're like, I know this guy. He's my friend. He's my buddy. I would want to hang out with this guy. Yeah, I and get then that. Throughout the. the not- I feel this way when we did a little stint where we were watching like reality shows in Spain and it was all in Spanish. Remember that? We watched Are you talking like about a on couple Pluto episodes TV? of those. We were watching yeah. like the uh, Spanish versions of uh, Jersey Shore Jersey and Shore. stuff. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I was like, I like that girl. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what she's, she's saying, cool, but she's cool. She yeah. seems cool, man. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm starting to like, I don't know the director, but I'm like, the guy who made this movie must have some sort of a uh, like sense of humor because the movie is funny, but scary it's yeah. it like mixes genres in such a crazy way yeah so uh he goes up there and he's kind of blown away that he gets the international and he's like and his and his speeches uh through the translator is like really proud to be the first person to win this award after it's been renamed i think this is important and uh, really happy and kind of like gave his like good luck to everybody else tonight and like you know kind of walked away yeah. thinking like that was it for me i'm glad i got one i got an oscar great left then um you know a whole bunch of oscars go by and then we have best director um a lot of people up for this one I, you have scorsese you wow. have um how I many believe, is that guy got i don't know not that many really actually. not that many he's like a snub guy oh people don't I, I'm, I'm fairly certain he's a leonardo leonardo dicaprio who also got snubbed wow um, no he didn't get snubbed i actually didn't see once upon a time in mexico i or no once, hollywood. Uh, once upon a time in hollywood i need to or, what happened in mexico what <laughs> uh, that was a movie was what's the name is that the name of the movie once upon a time in hollywood is that it yeah that's the name of it i gotta see that it looks like i would love that movie i have no desire to see that because tarantino was there as well yeah um i don't know if he was up for one anyway lots of people out there and then this korean guy yeah 
fucking wins. What's his name? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. And I'm not going to try. Yeah. I think I have something in my head. Won't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. But the director for Parasite. I don't know any directors. That's you know what great. I'm saying? So it's like, don't. it's not just because this guy's South Korean. I just don't know anything about movies. Right. I never watched the Oscars. The only reason I watched them is because I spent so much time watching these movies. Yeah, you gave yourself a little homework assignment. And you followed through. So then Best Picture shows up. And this, uh, not best picture, uh, director, and, and this guy fucking wins. Yeah. And he's like blown away by this shit. He's like, yeah. he can't believe it. His whole speech is dedicated to Scorsese and Tarantino. Really? He's just like, I studied these guys so much, like Scorsese, like literally talked about Scorsese for three quarters of the thing. Wow. And Scorsese got a standing O. And really? had this, and he was like crying. What? And because this guy through the translator was I like, gotta watch I this. went to film school. All I did was study Scorsese movies. Like this was my guy. I can't believe that I was nominated with this guy. Uh, my hero, this whole thing. Wow. And like I'm now standing here and this is the best guy I've ever, this is like my this idol. This is the best guy. <laughs> yes. And they gave Scorsese a standing up. Oh. Like, and it was great. Scorsese seems so thrilled by wow. this. Wow. And meanwhile, I'm just in bed asleep. And yeah. You're in bed asleep. I well, really missed all day. the action. You had a long week. We'll get to that. I missed all the action. So I got to go back and watch this clip. A few things go by and blah, blah, blah. blah. We get the best picture. At this point, I want to go to sleep. It's yeah. 1130. Yeah. It's always to too late. Best picture is always yeah. too late. And a lot of movies are up, okay? So you got Joker, you got Jojo Rabbit, you got Parasite, 1917, Little Women, which you love. I uh, loved it. Um, You have Marriage Story, which is something that I have to watch by myself because you won't watch that with me. Will not um, watch it. You know, there's a, a lot of movies that are up for these things. Uh, and um, honestly, I really thought it was going to be 1917. It didn't, it won Best Cinematography. Um, but I was like, they're going to give it to this movie because that's what I heard. It's Oscar bait. That's what happens. Parasite wins. Again? Again, best picture. It won three Oscars? Best director, best picture, and best international. That has never happened before. Wow. Best international never worked. never was there. But best foreign and best picture never happened. And this is the first foreign film, international film, to ever win best picture. That's so cool. I mean, a, a best picture with subtitles. You know, I, I, it's, uh, you know, it's weird, you know, I think. And um, so this guy comes up on stage, and he, they bring everybody up. And this guy is like... <laughs> He's like, I was done. Uh, I <laughs> He's really like, I guess was I'm going to talk about someone else now. Uh, Quentin, let's your turn. Um, actually, I believe um, at the end of his uh, director, uh, best director, he said, I'm going to go drink until tomorrow. Wow. Um, but like this guy was just like in the back, like of like the entire crew and cast came up from from the thing. And yeah. everybody loved it. Yeah. And like this guy was just kind of in the back like, <laughs> what is going on here? I wish you guys it could was... see Nick right now. He's doing so much expression work with his hands. And he's got like such like he's got he's a tall guy, but he's kind of got a gut. And he's yeah. like, no, he, he seems like maybe he's in his late 40s, not an older guy. You yeah. Know? And um, it, it was just wonderful. And then they had, I guess, some of the producers come up and talk. Yeah. There was this one. And then, like, after the first producer came, they put the lights down on him. And then they just showed um, whoever the person was who. And and everybody booed in the audience. Boo. Why? And then everybody went. every Because they put the lights down. Because oh, it was the show's over. It was right. till 1130. Yeah. And, the, and everybody in the audience went up, up. Up and they turn the lights back up wow. on them and they let this woman finish her speech and her speech was so cute. 
Great moment. I'm sure they had a, a great time. It seemed like everybody who ever was involved with this picture came to the Oscars. I, I can't believe how many tickets they yeah. got for these people. But well, if you're nominated for that many awards, you better have the whole the whole shebang out there's there. There's just so much. So there's not that many seats, you know, for the amount of people that are there. But like, it seemed like there were like 50 people on stage for oh, that's for, exciting. For this. So they all got to, I guess, hang out. I mean, I imagine the entire cast and crew lives in Korea. So, I mean, they, they, they're probably all hanging out together in uh, Los Angeles, maybe taking meetings. I hope some of these motherfuckers, these actors who are in the audience, incredible actors. You got to watch Parasite. I got to watch it. You know what else? I got to get rid of this banjo because the, what? it's... <laughs> I can hear it vibrating. Well, exp- explain what's happening here. I have a six-string banjo in the apartment. I have two banjos. I have my regular five-string, and then I was gifted a six-string banjo. It's actually called like a guitar, guitango or something. A guitar joe? It's like the, yeah, it's the marriage a, of guitar, guitar and bango. A guitar, joe? And banjo. Snubbed. Um, or I just call it a six-string banjo, which I think most people call it by, but I think if you're being hoity-toity you give it its real name why is it in our home it was given to me and i thought it would be the perfect marriage of your uh your guitar skills and my banjo skills and then i thought well maybe i'll just learn to play it but i haven't picked it up it's been here for about a month first of all you i would say out of 100 are uh 27 on a banjo scale of being able to play a banjo and you have a regular banjo correct would you say 27 is pretty good i'd say 27 yeah um, I have. A, I can play a song, just not fast. I have. You can play one song. I can play three songs, but <laughs> I, I can't. I can't jam with you. You know, you if you're bring it, breaking out a mandolin, I'm just gonna stare at you <laughs> and and enjoy it. I have an acoustic guitar. I would say I am a ten on a on a hundred as far as playing guitar. See, I can strum yeah. things, and I know basic a few basic chords, but I don't know any songs. Right. Um, but I can pretend to play the guitar because it's much easier because I know some bar chord chords and I and I'm have rhythm because I grew up playing the drums. So I can pretend like for like I would say for five minutes. I could make you think that I know how to play guitar, but then you'll realize that I know only like three or four things. Why do you think that we needed an another? We don't know how to play these things. It was free, dog. Yeah, but but we had just come up in this like we're getting rid of things. Like this is the best thing. Like it was literally the end of the week of like the purge of shit in our apartment. We're like, can't believe we did it. Got rid of things. Like I'm like walking up my stairs. Like man, me and Ashley, we really did this thing. I open up, literally trip over a six string banjo. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and then also uh, we made a deal. Yeah, the deal was like if you couldn't get rid of it at a certain amount of. Uh, time we you would allow me to go take care of it i don't remember that what are we doing with this thing when was that deal made why don't you mount it i think it looks cool why don't you mount it on our wall i'd love to have this up on the wall for some dumb reason even just a stand it would look cool no it's got to get off the ground really where is it right now describe in our apartment where it's just propped up on a corner but where what's in front of it a bunch of screeners (laughs) a bunch of screeners and books books. that we were supposed to get rid of like a month and a half ago yeah it does look messy we should put it on the wall i just don't know yeah we're gonna do something with it what if you cleared out our bookshelf on top and you just put it up on laid top it of the across book. you can probably put it on a stand up Babe, on the bookshelf. it'll fall over and kill lily it is will that what never you want? do that kind of she eats too much food you guys lily has become a a monster when it comes <laughs> to food she's gotten so aggressive i don't know if this is just like a transition from teens to adulthood but she wants to eat all of the time nick thinks that we ruined her with dry food when we were gone when was that was that over disney 
Christmas, it was Disney. It, I mean, it happens every time we're gone for a long period of time, yeah. but Disney in particular. Yeah, we left her with the we let the the cat watcher do a lot of dry food. Yeah, our buddy Zach, the cat watcher. The cat watcher. <laughs> what do you call it? Cat sitter. Cat sitter. Um, and now she's just like a big, fat, whiny baby well, who just wants food all the time. I would like you to describe what she does to to us. She okay, so she she's not waking. I mean, I I've been gone for a week, so I'm kind of out of the routine. But I'll say this morning I got up at seven a.m. and I walked out, and she immediately as soon as I opened the door, she was like, meow, like. Meow, meow. Like she was like telling me off and then like followed me into the bathroom yelling at me and then kept like like motioning her head towards the kitchen like come here this way this way. Then when I went in the kitchen and poured a glass of water she's just yelling at me until I fed her. She like barks now. She basically barks at you. Yeah she used to be this cute little chirper. She really didn't have a voice. She hadn't developed a yeah. She would chirp at you. It was beautiful. Beautiful song she would sing and now it's just like eh. Hey, you. Yeah. Give me that shit. Well, I mean, that's unfortunate because that's a poor reflection on us. Because cats ultimately emulate the voices of their owners. That's why cats oh, have accents. Man. Come on. Um, she listens to us podcast too much, I think. You guys know, did you guys know that cats have accents? That like linguists can tell like what region a cat is from because of the way that their meow is is, a, is an inflection on the languages that they're hearing. Um, so her, the the noises she has developed is really an accumulation of sounds that we make. Oh, that's really disturbing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's truly it's disturbing. Bad, right? So she's just, and then her belly's gotten all big and hard. She's yeah. got this big hard belly, <laughs> and but she's she's being very loving. I laid down last night when I got home from my ten hour drive, and she jumped right on my chest and drooled on my face for she's about a, twenty minutes. She's a drooly baby. She started. She's a drooler. You pet her, she starts drooling. I never thought I'd have a drooly cat, but here we are. She drools. Um, she begs for food. I mean, it's just not enough. And the problem is you give her wet food and she's eaten her lot of it. Yeah. And she's also like, and now the dry. Yeah. She just thinks that like, now I'll stand here until I get that dry food. It's right. It's like, no, no, no. We give you dry food when we run out. Yes. Uh, and we didn't realize it. She thinks it, it, it is like the signal that she has eaten. Yes. No, no, no. You can't. I mean, she eats this stuff like a fat kid eats Cocoa Puffs. Like that's yeah. like how she eats dry food and uh it's it's unfortunate uh, because she really was a sweet baby and now we got to get rid of her and it's just like i don't know how are you She's gonna be gonna able have to handle to fend it for herself <laughs> on the streets of new york we'll uh, just get a new kitten yeah and now she does this other thing i mean you guys know about her wonderful green couch um but she was she knows that we would get she gets a reaction like if we're like not paying attention to her she knows that, like, she can get a quick fucking reaction out of us if she sinks her little nails, her little claws into this couch. And when Nick says by paying attention to her, he means not feeding her. Yes. If we're not paying attention to her, it means we're not feeding her. So she will uh, rip her, she'll she'll put her claws into the couch and pick at it, and then we'll go, no, and then she'll run to the kitchen. Yeah, like, this like, way. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Got him. So, and then it, that was what was going on. So it's like, and, uh, while you were gone, Ashley... Um, she had gotten accustomed to me over the month of January getting up at five o'clock in the morning and feeding her. Yeah. So like the week you left was the first week I was home and she was still like, yeah, five o'clock feedings are dope. 
6 a.m. jumping on my head. Uh, like purring, trying to get me. Oh, well, at least she's up. purring. She's not. She only once in our in our entire life has she sunk like a, a, a nail into my toe. A single nail. <laughs> yeah, like a like a single claw right into my toe uh, to wake me up. But she never did that again. But no, she's doing everything she can to wake me up. Well, that's around. sweet that she's purring. So lo- love is the answer. She knows that love is the way in. No, she knows it's a loud noise that will wake me up. It like vibrates the bed. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. So I would have to get up around that time to feed her because she was really begging for it. And uh, I just had to start feeding her dinner later. And it was pushing it to like 7 o'clock, which was better for me. Yeah. Um, But she – so what the thing that she was doing, though, was if I didn't get up – all of a sudden I heard like a claw on the couch and I was like, motherfucker. And I jump up and I'd see her that she was like, she, what she would do is kind of hang out halfway under the couch and kind of claw under it and look yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm ringing the bell. Yeah. Look at me. Look and at the then bell. as soon as I came, she'd run it. And I'm like, fuck. And then the problem is it's like, I'm yelling at her, but it's like now I'm up and I want her to stop. So I have to feed her. You know, yeah. it's like sending mixed well, signals. That's what you have to do. You have to not feed her when she does it. I we know. have to not reward her. So eventually I yelled at her enough that she stopped doing that. She doesn't that. know what yelling means. <laughs> yes, she does. What you got to do is when she pricks the couch, you got to put her, you got to take her out of the room and close the door because ultimately she wants to be where the action is. Right. So if you exclude her from the action, she's going to stop doing the behavior. We need that spray bottle again. Oh, I that's I need right. to be spraying her right in her butt. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Um, so then here's the other thing though. Then she started doing a thing where I'd feed her and she'd come over and just scratch the couch after I fed <laughs> what? her. Yes. I'm like, I'm Why? Like, what the fuck? Why? Why are you punishing me? Yeah. I don't know. But honestly, uh, the past few days, it has not happened. Yeah, sure. I haven't been here. But <laughs> that's not good. We we have a scratch pad for her, but I think we, we need to get another we scratcher. We need a new big scratch pole. Yeah. Um, scratch that, pole. That's what we need to do. Either that or she's gone. No, you don't mean it. She's the sweetest, cutest little baby. I choose couch over Lily. She's so cute. I can't sit on Lily and watch Parasite. She's so cute. She's so funny. Okay, you guys, I'm so sorry that we've spent so much time talking about her. No, they need to get updated because normally it's just sweet, sweet, sweet with our cat, but this is not sweet. Yeah, she's being a little bad girl. She's being a little bad girl. But anyway, uh, Ashley, um, I've been talking so much, but. You yep. have been on an adventure, a solo adventure, yeah. driving around in our Lincoln, yeah. back and forth from Virginia. Uh-huh. Um, and also- Ten bit, hours there, ten hours back. Bits of, a little bit of uh, North Carolina, right? I guess- Nope. Uh, nope. No North Carolina. You don't go through it a little bit? No, it's under Virginia. Oh, I yeah. gotta learn that. <laughs> yeah. I have to learn that. Yeah, just Virginia. So first of all, Ashley went to go visit uh, both both sides of grandparent. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would like you to tell me, tell me how those how those how those nine hour rides were. You know what? Love the rides. Love the freaking ride. Okay, pop in an audio book. I've been on an Agatha Christie kick. I listened to Murder on the Orient Express. Enjoyed every second of it. Um, I like a, I, I can do a ride. I, another thing about rides is that I take my time. I'm not in a rush, okay? If I'm going to eat, I'm not going to eat and drive. I pull over. I eat a meal at Burger King and the Impossible Whopper. And then I get back on the road. And then you have to do duty in 11 minutes. And I, I stop. <laughs> I, I let myself stop. I'm not one of these people that's like, got to get, got to drive, drive, drive. I'm more, I'm more quality over time. That Impossible Burger, though, I know we're mixing rides because I, I don't think we're going to want to have to talk about both there right. and back. We'll combine them. But on yeah. the way back, you ate an Impossible Burger that was did not agree with you. It did not. Um, first off, 
off, I just want to give a quick shout out to Burger King for like truly changing my road trip game. I mean, I used to, as a vegetarian, just have to rely on Taco Bell, which can get dicey. Or uh, sides or French fries. A lot of French fries you have to eat. Yeah. I, I like uh, to have real food, you know, for, um, if I'm on a nine, 10 hour trip. And this Impossible Whopper, it has made my life so much better. On the way down, my Impossible Whopper was incredible. Loved it. Filled me up. Felt good. On the way back, my Impossible Whopper was maybe not like cooked or something. It was old. I don't know. It gave me indigestion, and I am still feeling it today. Well, let's let's be honest. With the Impossible Whopper, really depends on where you're getting it. Yeah, it's it's troubling. You know, I, the first one I got was near a major city center, so it was right outside of DC. There's probably some vegans around there. Yeah, there's people who were buying Impossible Whoppers. <laughs> yeah. The second Impossible Whopper I got was definitely on in a the, farm. It was in the country. <laughs> it was. They kind of looked at me and they were like the you know the impossible one it's vegetarian yeah, and i was like it's impossible to eat that's why yeah. they called it that and i was like yep and so that is so i don't know if it's just a freshness thing or what but my stomach is a little is yeah, ooh, yeah. so will you go back and eat an impossible whopper after having this experience hell yeah doggy <laughs> yeah, it's doggy. so important um, um so the rides were good took my time got down there can i ask you if you had any road snacks like did you go ahead and buy like some i kind of get the same thing every time well you know i like snacks so let's yeah and our and we all we also know that our family loves to hear us talk about food on here so yeah I yeah sure yeah that seems that. to be the uh the <laughs> the big feedback is talk more about food um I, I i'm always doing water i'm drinking so much water it's like i got this in my idea in my head somehow that like driving dehydrates you so i'm just constantly drinking water which means i have to pee a lot um i will get a seltzer at some point hopefully I'll find a Sheets because if I can find a Sheets, they have the Pull and Spring uh, fizzy water. I'm telling you, when you leave like the Northeast, it's not that easy it's to trouble. get seltzer. It's you trouble. really can't get it. People are like, what? Yeah, I try and find seltzer. I always get big waters. Towards the end of the trip, last two hours, I'll get some peanut M&Ms to get that sugar kick. And I'll get the share bag, the family share uh, bag. You got to share it. Share yeah. it with you, me, myself, and I. Yeah. Now, but on the way back, did you have peanut M&Ms or did you have... Um, peanut M&Ms. It was peanut. It wasn't... Uh, it wasn't um, peanut butter M&M's? Peanut butter M&M's. Oh, yeah, 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 different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peanut butter Come M&M's. On. The blowhards need the real facts. Yeah, so I get those. Uh, drives are great there and back. And Is there a better M&M than the fucking peanut butter M&M? That shit tastes so good. Well, the first round I got was old. What? It was old. It wasn't a creamy. It wasn't like a creamy wasn't a peanut creamy buttery sil- uh, filling. It wow. was kind of like a little chalky. No. I ate it anyway, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was there for a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, drove back Sunday. Um, the grandparents' house, the, you know, I go to my mom's parents the first part of the trip and then my dad's mom the second part of the trip very different lifestyles that are being lived but they're both um very chill so it was like a lot of relaxing um with my mom it was a my mom's parents were a lot of television from about 9 a.m to 11 p.m the television is on and you watched a good amount of reality watch a lot of reality i think i'm done with tv i think we need that's to that's not good for this podcast we need to reevaluate this podcast I, 
or we need to set some parameters because I watched so much television and it all kind of blended together. And then it just kind of made me feel like I had had too much um, junk food. Well, let's skip over this point because I I, I want to round this podcast out with you yeah. telling me about all the fun reality TV that you watched. Um, because quite honestly, I didn't watch much over here. Wow. I watched some Real Housewives of New Jersey, but I ain't even caught up yet. So it's like, well, Doggy. I can talk a little bit about it, but you watch some good shit that I want to hear about. And uh, I watched uh, actually a reality show with my grandma and my mother la- yesterday that I get to talk about as well, but I want to do that towards the end. Well, the big thing that happened while I was gone is that I got a text about like halfway through the trip from a friend that was like um, a friend who writes for The Daily Show. His name is Matt Koff, and he was like very funny comedian he was like hey are you in virginia and i was like yes and he was like do you want to host the daily show writers stand-up tour we're performing in rocky mount and i was like ha 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 because i'm literally y'all i'm in the middle of nowhere no way in hell are they coming to rocky mount it's a teeny tiny little town you know like southern virginia and he's like no i'm being serious we're coming on saturday do you want to host the show And I ended up hosting the show and it was so freaking fun. But I was really blown away that it was real and it was happening. So what's up with Rocky Mount? It's a cute little town, but I mean, it's teeny tiny. You've been to Martinsville. Is it so? Is it a Martin's college Bill's town? Like no, it's not a college. So town. why would uh, and and it was a well attended show, very well, and and attended. It, and it was a really great show. It was really fun. So what is there a blue pocket called Rocky Mount? It's like a hippie town or something. No, like why no. would they, the Daily Show writers, <laughs> the hated Daily Show writers? I have no idea. Roll into enemy territory. They have this. Um, they have a performance space called the Harvester, and I was looking. It's really you know out of the blue like it it is a surprise when you look at their website that they have this there because there's so many big acts that come through like Like? um Southside Johnny (laughs) Melissa Etheridge the first act you I've really taught you well the first act is Southside Johnny uh Indigo Girls (laughs) you know it's like a lot lots of country lots of of bluegrass that's two lesbian acts and also somebody who from New Jersey from New Jersey yeah. yeah so it was lots of um but all music no comedy that I can tell and my mom was telling me yesterday that she thinks it, or someone was telling me that it's like maybe it was Dolly Parton's brother's, um, I don't know, theater. It's just a beautiful, wonderful theater in Rocky Mount, which to me, you know, coming from the area, I just always thought Rocky Mount is like a cute little town with not that many people in it. Um, but there was a great audience and they were into it and everyone did well. It was so fun. Very unexpected um sort of you know took me by i i had imagined that my week was going to be just like 24 7 sweatpants so putting on like makeup and doing my hair and getting on stage in front of 150 people was not on the menu um but i was really happy to get some action so to speak some stage action while i was there it seems like a fun time you guys got dinner what'd you eat what are they what are they eating in rocky mountain we had frog legs what um they were really good yeah we had some frog legs i ate them even though i am a vegetarian i do eat seafood i'm a pescatarian and i i feel like frogs are they're they're a creature of the water i don't know i had to have a frog leg how was it it's good i've never had one they're good they're good i like i don't think i want one 
I like them. I think they're really good. And I was like, how often do I? I haven't had a frog leg in like a decade. And what else? What what like what kind of a place was this? Uh, they just the theater ordered dinner for oh, us, okay, and so okay. it was delivered to the green room. But I got like the vegetarian plate, and it was super good. Mm-hmm. And okay, um, I thought this would be more exciting. A local brewery dropped off like a bunch of beers for us, and it was mm-hmm. super good. There was like a moonshine bar next to us. Rocky Mountain is apparently the moonshine capital of the world. Didn't know that. Um, See, moonshine, I find it to be interesting, like legal moonshine. Yeah, because it's like, isn't moonshine the whole thing? Is like you know during prohibition people were making moonshine yeah but now it's like a type of type of liquor right you know what i mean that you can buy you yeah can yeah, buy. yeah that was a problem with one of the reality shows that i watched by the way i oh. have something to say about okay. that well we'll get to that yeah so overall i'm back now i wish i had more to report but it really did all blur together into a bunch of <laughs> eating and couch sitting and, and television you, you got watching. to walk through the woods when you when you got yourself up uh, up to a uh, fairy country in yeah the con- mm-hmm. the country. got to walk in the woods that was really nice it rained the whole time i was there so i didn't get to do my usual walk down to the waterfalls because mm-hmm. it was just like uh you know virginia clay mudslide territory ashley was having such like withdrawals from like movement that she actually called me up at one point i'm like what are you doing you're like i'm walking from one house to the other back and forth because i was just walking up and down the driveway i did it like five times i was like i have to move my body because it's like i'm you know live in new york so i'm doing easy ten thousand steps a day without even thinking about it and then i work out you know, and so to go from that movement to like not moving at all is really difficult. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Or not a lot. Yeah. I had I did I did do something though while I was there. I did a couple of big things I always gotta do. We went to Western Sizzlin. That mm. was great. Um, Never been. Uh, it's my fave. I've heard Danville. so much. I talked about it on stage at the um, Rocky Mount show, and this woman came up to me afterwards, and she was like, Sizzlin! I love Sizzlin! <laughs> <laughs> it was like talking about this, uh, the Western Sizzlin that used to be in Roanoke that got closed. Um, we went to, the, and then I did a bunch of Goodwill shopping. I kind of broke my, one of my resolutions, uh, if you guys are on the Patreon, is to limit my shopping. I, I laid out the rules on the Patreon for what that entails. But I felt like if I'm going to Goodwill, I'm spending like eight bucks, you know, just for some, uh, some entertainment, some novelty. Mm. I decided that was okay. So can we talk now about some of that dreaded reality television that you watch? Yeah. Can we take a break? I want to look up the name of a show in particular. We can definitely take a break because I need to look up a name as well. Okay. Folks, we're going to take a break and then we're going to kind of do a ramshackle version of the reality portion of this podcast um, where Ashley's just going to describe to me all this fun reality. She actually watched one super mainstream deal and uh, asked me to watch it too and I didn't. Yeah, what's up with that? Well, we'll talk about it. Hey folks, we're back. Uh, Forgot to mention this before. We have a Patreon, yo. www.com patreon.com forward slash reality blows and actually want you to tell the fine folks at home what our next show is going to be about we have one coming up this week and it's going to be about our favorite things our, what we are fanning on right now we're fangirling out over things um and i gotta really do some work because this is everything that i could talk about is something that i've thought like i should just do a podcast about so right. i i don't i don't know how i'm gonna just cram them into little i know boxes. i was thinking about that too i was like this is gonna be like a three-hour episode but check us out it's five dollars you get two extra episodes a week a month not a week wow that would be so many episodes Too many episodes. Be... nobody wants that people would pay us eight dollars <laughs> to not do that and you get a sticker you get a sticker and you get our undying love um so ashley watched a whole bunch of reality with her grand 
grandparents. I watched a few reality shows on my own and one with my grandma and my mother uh, just yesterday. So, Ash, why don't you run through some of the stuff that you watched? I'd like to take us on a tour of three shows, and we'll start from the one I liked the least to the one I liked the most. Is that good? Mm Mm-hmm. First one I liked the least was called Moonshiners. Um, (laughs) It was on the Discovery Channel, I think. And it was, we, we watched a lot of Discovery Channel shows. There was one about um, a lot people, there's a couple we watched about people in Alaska. Um, there's the Croc Hunter one that I cannot watch that we had talked about, I think, a year ago was on this Gold podcast. Was Gold Rush? Did you watch Gold Rush? No, it wasn't, in Gold Rush. Okay. it wasn't Gold Rush. It was I like about families show. living in Alaska, oh, okay. like a, a family and a woman who lived by herself who ran an airport. I, it, was, it was, it was a lot of people out in the wilderness welding things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and another show that we're going to talk about that was my second uh, the, is the middle the middle tier of things that I watched was another Discovery Channel show. But this one I really did not like. It was called Moonshiners. And um, Let me, can I guess, was it a family who has a moonshine business? And do they all have beards? A lot of them had beards. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was a family or just kind of like a group of people, but it what, just did it follow the Duck Dynasty sort of way it, of reality. It looked like that, but it was like a, the people, yes, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of like I, it was a lot of like we got to get we got to get our moonshine runner to buy this and take it across the line, and it was just obvious to me as someone who comes from this area. And um, knows that moonshine is legal. And I know, you know, I had a great uncle who was arrested as a moonshine runner during Mm. Prohibition. Um, He was his bail. He was paid for. His bail was paid for by a mysterious source. No one ever knew who it was. And he got out of jail. Um, Can I take a guess? Yeah. Michael Jackson. Capone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who it was. There's also like a story where someone put a bunch of money. He didn't rat anybody out and he got a bunch of money in his bank account. You know how this stuff goes. Of course. I'm Italian. We had, exactly. These are your people that my people were dealing with. (laughs) Um, And there was, we have a bunch of like old moonshine stills on our land because our neighbor or one of our neighbors was putting like making moonshine on our land. You know, there's a bunch of stuff like that where like they'll put people will make moonshine on someone else's land so that if they get caught, the other right. family, it's a lot of trouble back and forth. I heard a story about a guy who grew um, before marijuana was like sort of becoming legal places. This is probably in the early 90s, grew a marijuana plant in his front yard of the place he was renting based on the fact that there's plausible deniability there. Like, I don't know what people throw on this lawn. Oh. You know what I mean? Rather than have it in the backyard and be like, you planted this. So it's yeah. almost kind of like that. You're like, I don't know what's going on. I didn't do that. Yeah. So, but the the show was just fake. I don't, I really do not like the Discovery uh, slash Nat Geo. Nat Geo really doesn't do it. Nat Geo kind of seems to do the stuff that is real, like real yeah. reality stuff. Discovery seems to be like almost on the trashy side of real reality. This was not real. It just I hate when they fake stuff. Obviously fake. Yes. This is a dramatization. Um, it they're acting like what they're doing is illegal, and there's contraband. They're contraband. Contra. There's what is contraband. It? Thank you. They're acting as if they're dealing. They're with- contraband. <laughs> they're bound to contradance at all um, activities and they're festivities. They're bound to play contra. On Do you it. know how to contradance? No. 
What is contra dancing? It's like fun folk dancing. Uh, we should do it sometime. It, and it did not stem from the uh, Iran Contra. Um... Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. It is uh, something that maybe your parents, well, your no. parents were not hippies, really. No, they were not hippies. Um, so anyway, I just didn't like this show. I don't want to talk about it that much because I didn't watch it that much. I was just like immediately like, this is fake. This is a dramatization. Yeah. This is playing into stereotypes about Southerners for a mass appeal. Um, it's not. It, it's it's cheap. It's the TLC of Discovery shows. It's interesting because, uh, as you guys know, and as Ashley knows, I always talk about how uh, you know the world just wants more Italians from the Northeast. That's all they want, as far as reality goes. But I do forget that like Discovery and Nat Geo have this whole sort of Duck Dynasty land of like people living in the mountains. Like yeah. there's and there's so many like Alaskan folk and like. Uh, Oregonian trail boys yeah, like, yeah truckers from Mars and it's just like they have like all of these like because it, and it started but I with, like when they're real but do you know where this this all started there was Duck Dynasty that's where you get this fake reality shit well like, Duck Dynasty's real yeah but it's like made up scenarios we're like we're gonna lose the farm well and they're it's like, like the Kardashians of the South a little bit but Kardashians seem more real than that honestly and maybe I'm just being hoodwinked by it but, I don't know because then there was these shows that started with like deadliest catch which yeah. was like people on like a, a boat catching king crab and right. how deadly it was which uh then there was gold rush which is like we're mining for gold up in alaska and like bunch of families and then there was like it was it was real 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 and honestly the first season kind of boring nobody got anything yeah that was on like season six it was like somebody stole all our gold and so it was like they had to like start producing the stakes things. had to go up. then there was like alaskan truckers where yes. it was like there's that one the road might crumble right yeah so it like it kind of built and built and built and now you just have like why don't we have marijuana salesmen where like uh, the fbi busts in every episode and you're like yeah. this isn't real moonshiners is not real okay and it's just like like it was it made me it felt cheap to watch i'd like to move on to the next show let's move on now this is a show that i had never heard of and it is also sort of country people on the discovery channel but i liked this one it is called homestead rescue homestead rescue let me describe it to you Expert homesteader Marty Rainey, along with his daughter Misty and son Matt, give struggling families a second chance at surviving off the grid. The stakes are high, but the Rainey family is determined to prepare these families for nature's worst and set them up for success. That sounds cool. This show was awesome. Off the grid sounds great. It was so cool. It was like the the episode I watched was a family in Oregon that had a toxic well. So the, the their well water, the, the salt levels were too high. It was just toxic. They, could, they had no fresh water. Um, they didn't have anywhere to keep goats. They were getting goats. They didn't have any. It was all clay. They didn't have any soil for a garden. And these three came in, and they did all of these, like, smart things. They set up solar, a, a, a really just impressive homemade uh, solar system to uh, solar clean. panels? No, it wasn't oh. solar panels, but it was using solar energy to evaporate the the water that would then trickle down, and they'd have purif- It was a purifying water system using the sun, and then the um, the daughter Misty set up this thing, this gardening thing. It was so cool. I wish I could remember the name of it. It was like a German um, German word. And I, will you pause it real quick? Sure. 
It was called Hoogle Culture. Hoogle Culture. <laughs> and it was, it was. By the a, way, we were paused for 37 minutes. <laughs> Hoogle to, Culture. Just for the uh, pronunciation of the word alone. It was so cool. You, you take these like old tree trunks and then you put moss on top of them and then you pat them down with soil and then you pat that down with hay and then you soak it all in water and then you let it's it It's like a nature bay. burrito or something. It was really neat. And I just thought that they, and they built these people a pond. It was it was actual. It was real. It felt legit. Um, the people who were trying to live off the grid seemed like real people. I would actually like to watch this show. Yeah, it was neat. It seemed soothing as It was well. soothing. And I liked the family, too. And it seems like you, educationally you learned about Hoogle culture. I learned all about Hoogle culture. Um, so then, finally, the show that I want to talk about, the one that really got me. You ready? Yes. It was the primer for season 40 of the survivor season 40 see this is what ashley wanted me to watch and i really did she got upset with me not really but she was like why don't you want to watch this and i was like i can't dip in to this world this world has been away from me since season two if i dip into survivor then i become a fan of survivor and i'm like going back and watching the seasons and especially this one because this one is like champions right like champions who have won or whatever i want to talk about that that's how we're going to round this motherfucker out but before i'd like to tell talk about the one little show that i watched yeah please my nanny and my mommy uh, over uh, in Ocean Grove, New Jersey. Okay, it was a so a show on I believe um, HGTV called Hometown. Okay, and it is a couple, and uh, the couple's name is Ben and Aaron Napier, uh, and. They are a married couple who restores southern homes in Laurel, Mississippi. Hometown, uh, I guess, is going to be renewed. But basically, the whole thing is they go and they it's like one of these restoration shows. But the whole idea here is like small towns are, are, you know, are kind of being, you know, taken away from the big city. Like the big city is taken over as far as anybody wants to talk about restoration and blah, 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 blah. But what about these small towns uh, where people grew up and they don't want to leave, but they still want to like modernize their living situation. So this couple basically does that. And then they basically do the very like formulaic we take you to three locations you tell us which one you want and then you tell us your budget and then we restore your home ah classic model a classic model they're not reinventing the wheel but i would say i really do like this couple the guy is like this giant man with a beard um man he's like hi my and everybody doing that's what he kind of sounds like and uh it's they're in mississippi they were in this one house and there was no a lot of these places just don't have central air no ac and it's so hot down there and he's wearing a shirt and as a big man myself i know how this works i started to see continuity issues based on how sweaty oh wow and it got so sweaty that this guy had to like fold it into the episode he's like guys i'm dying and his shirt was so sweaty at the end (laughs) of this one house that i was like i gotta watch this show this is too real this guy ben is too real um but they also and then his wife is like kind of has like a very like kind of hip sort of look to her um you know and uh, she was very cute and they they make like a very cute couple together and um they 
just take budgets, but I like the people that they were showing. The people seemed very much like excited that somebody had come to their hometown and they're going to help them with their budget. Not like these like Caribbean homes where you get like this, right. like I'm on my second well, a husband and we've, yeah. we're running away from our families. And so we're going <laughs> to Jamaica. It's like, there's that. This was literally the opposite. It was like, this was like, I've lived with my mother forever and I want to move next door now. And it was Aww. just like, oh, okay, great. This Ben and whatever her name is are going to help. I want to watch situation. this. This is a. This was a, uh, and it was quick. Like these yeah. things are quick. You can binge moving, it. And you can binge it. So you liked it. him more than Chip Gaines. Oh, your I hate arch Chip. Enema- because these enema- two people are nemesis. not. These two people are not like rich and having like a line at Target. They right. were. They're, they're still in the very basic. Yeah, they're in the beginning. The very beginning, and he was so much more likable than Chip. I, I really like this guy quite a bit. Yeah, you hate um, Chip. But it's interesting because like. The locales are not really fun to look at. So when yeah. they're trying to do it, like why, picking this house over this house, I'm like, who gives a shit? Like they both <laughs> are in a rural area. And there's always these turn. The terminology is like, I'm very happy that th- I like this location because it's it's in town. And, and just, you're like, what is, is that? It? Yeah. And like on the farm. Yeah. And then like it's just the idea of in town. We don't have that um, where I grew up in New Jersey. Like yeah. you're always in town. Like there's right. never. Oh, that's so interesting. If you don't live in town, you're off the grid, like in the l- brush between Target and Kmart. Like Weird. that would be like, or you're so wait, in people... the ocean. Like, so would you say that someone's like they live in the country? No. You don't have that. No, you're still in the town. So it's like you're in. Like we live in town, but they live in the country. Nope, nope, because we don't have we don't have sprawl. We have ur- so, we have urban sprawl. But when so. my parents were dating, my dad lived in town, and my mom was in the country. Exactly, we don't have that. We don't have the country in New Jersey. It's such like a you know we've got po- you know population density problems. What about there. county people? We're all in a county. I'm in Monmouth County, but I live in a town in Monmouth County. No, but you lived in a you lived in a town, and then you have people who live in the county outside I, of the town. No, we all. It's just <laughs> like you throw a stone. You're throwing a stone from Hazlitt, New Jersey. You hit in Keyport, New Jersey. It's oh, like interesting. Yes, it's all. So like when I talk about where Granny lives, you right. know. So when we talk about where you know Nana and Papa live. I'll say like they live in Martinsville, and that's in town. That's a city. It's in town. It's a town. Right. And, you know, it is a questionable city. We'll say it's a town. I've they live in there. town. I, I'm not going to call that a city you they live to, in town yeah but when i say where granny lives i say she lives in patrick county because she's that's county that's the county i what's the difference she doesn't live in town so town means there's stuff to there's strip malls and and county means there isn't yeah basically i so mean county is like the country like you live out in the county no, you live in the country but here's the thing that county is a word for something in a state do you know what i mean like i lived i grew up in monmouth county monmouth yeah county, but if you don't have like a uh, if you don't live in town if you don't have the town to reference you just say the county nobody so, you can't <laughs> live in monmouth county without living in a town within monmouth county that's okay that's wild so like i grew up in chapel hill right right so but before i lived in chapel hill we lived in chatham county so you wouldn't say like there was no town to reference that we lived in. We li- like if you said where do you live, I would say I live in Chatham County. Every bit of Monmouth County is broken up into a bunch of towns. It's interesting. You know, like Ocean Grove's in Monmouth County, so is where I grew so up. So you Hazlitt. would never say I live in Monmouth. Would you say I live in Monmouth County? Would that yeah, ever come? Yeah, that up? would be for people who are like, where'd you grow up? And it's like I'm not going to tell you my little town I lived in, so yeah. I'm just going to let you know the bigger version. So it would almost be like if you if you do it this way, you're like. I grew up in Hazlitt, which yeah. was in Monmouth County, which is in Central Jersey, which is in New Jersey. Okay, Do you know what I, I mean? don't understand. Okay, I know that you just explained this, and I like heard you say from small to big, so I, the tiniest I, okay. way. But what do you call the people who live in between? 
There is no between. That's the part I don't understand. There's no between. Every single space of New Jersey is a. T- you're living in a town. You're living in a township. But uh, there's a bunch of townships make up a county. A bunch of counties make up the state. Yeah. Okay. So that's how it goes. But you don't have like an area in between town. No. Like a lawless area where you could shoot a gun or no, something. No, it's not <laughs> lawless. It's just the county. No, no, no. It's just, that's, you know, welcome to the city. All right? That's where we live in. Welcome to suburb. Suburban hell. That's what it is. Like you can't, it's and there's sprawl. no difference. It's sprawl. And the only thing is, is like, um, I would imagine there are some like legalities and some weird things, but it's all pretty much the same. Um, it's school systems, you know? Like, you know, Hazlitt and Keyport and Union Beach were all squashed up. Those are towns. They had different school systems. So if you lived on one, you went to this school, you you know, that was the only difference between that, um, you know, and then like our teams, like our uh, Pop Warner teams, like it was Hazlitt had their teams, Keyport had their teams, you know. So it was like those were split up, but we were all in Monmouth County. Monmouth County was huge. You know, because like, you know where I, you know, remember Middletown, which yeah. is where my, where you met my family. That's where they lived. Yeah. That's a 35 minute drive to where my family live now. My Ocean Grove, that's both in Monmouth County. Right. You know, <clears throat> close to Ocean County where, where they live now, but it's still in Monmouth County. Um, so it's, it's, that's just really neat. Like I'm thinking, <laughs> so like when I lived in, so Chapel Hill is Orange County, right? And so, but when I lived in Chatham County, I went to Chapel Hill School because my dad had like rented an office in Orange County so that I could go into the Orange County school system. Um, and, but we lived in Chatham County. So when people would be like, where do you, like, where do you live? You say Chatham County. And then they'd be like, where in Chatham County? And I would name like our little subdivision. And then that was kind of like, that's the town, I guess, is how it would work. Right. I mean, we had subdivisions, but those were just like neighborhoods. Um, and okay, we this would, is not we, a neighborhood. This is just like there's woods and then there's like a subdivision in the woods kind now, of. Um, only the newer developments had like names, you know, um, but like I couldn't tell you, like if I had to describe within my town where I lived, I would say like I live next to the HYL fields, like in that neighborhood back there. But like if you were going to school with someone and they were like, where do you live? You wouldn't say like if, if they, I was going to high school, like if I was yeah. going to my high school, which I went to a Catholic school, which was a so it went, a bunch of different yeah. towns went there. Yeah. I'd say I lived in Hazlitt. And that would be enough. Okay. Hazlitt was small. You know, it's that small. Is interesting the towns that, are small. I feel know? like we've talked about this way too long. I well, want to get is, in. We're learning about each other. I just, a it's interesting in. because it's like I like don't have any reference for the time I lived in Chatham County besides we lived in Chatham County. Do you want to call it here and then I'll watch. We can wa- watch the first episode of Survivor uh, together and we could talk next week about Survivor and maybe something else. Yes. But can I read the, um, the can I just read the sure. plot? Okay. So yeah. this is. Uh, my grandmother put on CBS at like 9 p.m. and it was a primer for this season 40. And I just kind of was watching it very passively. And then before I knew it, I was full body leaning in, watching it, absorbing every information because I realized that I'm very into this show. As someone who has not watched the show in, I don't know, 15 years, I have discovered that I want to watch season 40 of Survivor. And here is the um, episodes, uh, the season synopsis that's come out on their, like, what is this, tvline.com. Survivor Season 40. You can't have an all-winner survivor without Boston Rob. 
Well, that's interesting. They put them in the first line. I've heard of him. <laughs> For its 40th season, Survivor is presenting Winners at War, a ruthless battle between 20 of the show's most cutthroat victors. Winners of Survivor will face off against past winners, and they will fight and scratch and claw their way to a whopping $2 million prize. It premieres on Wednesday, February 12th. The primer got me excited. I forgot about all of these things. I forgot about Boston Rob. I guess he's maybe the biggest star that came Seems out of it. Seems to be the biggest star. Well, Do you know Johnny Fairplay is a, is a person that would also be a big name, I think. Did you know that Boston Rob married one of his um, season, one of his people he was on the show with i did not know that yeah it was huge it was you have to watch this primer i'll watch the primer on my own we'll watch the show together is that yeah, true yeah yeah we'll watch okay. the, we'll watch the first episode it's a fantastic we might as well watch something that everybody watches yeah while then, it's happening and then in maybe real life we can add that to our thing i know we do have to catch up on x on the peak as well so. i'm called that what yeah i'm always caught up on x <laughs> on the peak baby i watch it when it comes out um okay uh yeah folks that was the episode um thank you for learning with us about our our lives um please as we said before join our patreon five bucks a month gets you two extra episodes a month um we're gonna do our next uh patreon episode this week so uh if you are a patron thank you so much for doing that and uh, you're about to get paid off this week also please rate this podcast five stars on the apple podcast app give us a nice little review it helps us uh, with the visibility of this podcast we thank you for it um you can follow us on instagram at reality blows podcast you can follow us on twitter at reality blows pod you can follow me on instagram at nick maritato you can follow ashley on uh twitter at ashley b roberts and as always i guess we're getting into survivor Woohoo!